Welcome to Everything Under the Moon with Mel and Stell. Hey. Hey, Mel. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Why, do you want to tell everybody like a little hint of some of the things that we've been up to lately? Um, yeah, I'll say squatching. Absolutely. And lots of squatching. We have spent two weekends in a row now at our super secret special location. And I think we're getting some great stuff. And I think one of our next episodes, we're going to focus on uh, our Squatch investigation and some of the nearby sightings in our research area. And we're trying our hardest to vlog and like record video while we're out there. But it's really hard. And also, we don't know what to do with it quite yet. So I think we're saving it. I think we're saving it for a compilation of sorts, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I do think that some of it would probably just be released to our Patreon. Yeah. Um, like, for example, that, you know, an, we have an hour or so of uncut footage of just us chilling at the campsite. And exactly. I think that that could be something cool. Like, both of us are just sitting in the hammock and we're just recording us mm-hmm. just hanging out and living the life. So I think I, things like that, I think some of it will be exclusive to our Patreon supporters. I am obsessed with time lapses and I don't know why. I think they're so cool. I want to take, that's what I want to do with all of our videos. I just want to make them a time lapse. Maybe I will. That is valid, and I think you should explore that. Thanks. (laughs) Well, what are we going to talk about tonight, Stell? Well, we're just going to wrap up uh, as best we can the topic of Ray Myers Hollow that we started um, a few weeks ago. And uh, this time we had an interview with Dad, Mm -hmm. Um, but this is just... Uh, a few of our final thoughts and some stories about that place and you know we'll encourage you to check it out for yourself and see if you agree absolutely uh I want to say too that my dad lives in a different state than us and so this was done over discord messenger or chat or whatever the crap it is and it's our very first time recording an interview so there is some technological stuff going on like some feedback and some weird noises, and I did the best I could to edit. Hope everyone's happy with it, so you'll have to excuse a little bumps along the road as we uh, get the editing in the back. You so. work really hard on the editing, and we appreciate that about you. Thanks. I try. I'm there on my lunch break, like, <laughs> with my headphones in. Um, and with that, uh, let's uh, play the uh, play the interview. How's it going, Dad? Ah, just busy. Did you figure out your phone? Yeah, it's not doing it now. Okay, well. But it's weird because like every time someone talks, this little blue light lights up. That's what it's supposed to do, I think. Oh, okay. My Discord does that. This little green light lights up every time someone talks. Either that or it's a screen memory and you're actually being abducted. (laughs) Right. Maybe. They're not going to get much, I can tell you that. Well, they, they got one detail wrong, the color of the light. It was a dead giveaway. Oh, <laughs> well, because it's green? <laughs> or maybe Dad's colorblind. <laughs> Are you colorblind, Dad? I hope not. <laughs> well, you're not an electrician, so I think you're safe. All right, so what we're going to try and do is uh, talk to you. I'm gonna We're going to introduce you and... Okay. Uh, talk about, ask you what you know about Raymar's Hollow. And then we're just going to talk about that. And you can, like, feel free to, you know, bring up whatever you like to bring up or say whatever you like to say. We can cut anything out if you're like, oh, that sounded dumb and I hate it. Just tell us. <laughs> um, oh, I don't might, care. We might cut it out. <laughs> um, I say a lot of dumb stuff. Fair. Uh... Am I allowed to shoot squirrels while we're recording? Um, do you have to? <laughs> I see a squirrel in my yard. I have to. All right. Well, that'll be pretty Couldn't Kentucky you, like, of you. Hand so. grenade them or something. You know, no. we're in Kentucky. Like, I feel like people will be like, "Oh, fair." <laughs> God, get them squirrels. <laughs> I need to feed my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a perfect Appalachia voice. <laughs> hey dad hey hey what's up uh well we're gonna <laughs> god i butchered that right <laughs> away uh talk to us a little bit about 
Pap and like his Pennsylvania Dutch culture sayings and stuff. He used to always say, uh, you never turned off the light, you'd out in it. <laughs> you out in the light? That's what he used to say. Ooh. Out in the light, he would say, uh, instead of water, it was worder. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, best was my mamma, because she used to say, uh, instead of tired, it was tarred. <laughs> I'm real tarred. So we'd sit there. Yeah, I'd sit there and say, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, my sister was like, yeah, I think she's tired, mamma. Is she tarred? And then you laugh. <laughs> How did they pronounce uh, that liquid that you put into your vehicle and change it every 4,000 miles? Oh, you're making fun of the way I say oh. <laughs> I, i'm he just knew. checking i i know i just didn't want to say it first so that i i didn't want to give like any kind of or radiator influence to it i, pe- I still turn heads with radiator because people aren't expecting that yeah it's all you know just hangovers from speaking half german <laughs> a lot like out in the the german verb for put out is like uh Houghton or something or like often like it it translates directly it's crazy so what else Dad? yeah sometimes sometimes you have to say stuff two or three times so you can understand it mm. yeah in the book hexy like writes phonetically and sometimes it's really hard to can, imagine can i tell a completely unrelated story really quick go for it Shoot. uh down um my parents live on 60 and you go down far enough, you'll reach this place called DeHart's Bible and Tire. That <laughs> just made me think of, I don't know, it just seemed relevant and completely Wait, irrelevant. that's it? That's I thought it. this was going to be a story about them and their <laughs> tire shop. Bible and Tire. They were uh, featured on Jay Leno one time. Were they? Yeah, they were like DeHart's Bible and Tire was mentioned on an episode. Should we do huh. an episode about them? Maybe. I think that's all there is to it. That's it. <laughs> I think I just covered all the material. Well, Dad, what do you know about the creepiness in Raymar's Hollow? I remember going to school all the time, especially when you get your license. The deal was if you went to, uh, you know, the holler, turn your headlights off, drive around for a little bit, you turn them back on, supposedly all the street signs would change on the roads. Ooh. So you get lost. I never did it, but it was always creepy because you go, you know, as a little kid, my friend, I'd go trout fishing down there with my friend's dad. And of course, he wanted to get up there like the butt crack of dawn. So you're sitting by this little creek, you know, and everything's pitch black and it's just crazy. It is A couple really... times I almost peed my pants. <laughs> like what? Well, you're sitting there, and you know you hear something fall in the water. So there I am, like ten or eleven, you know. And the my best friend's well, one of my friend's dad, he was drunk by then, so he's passed out. Oh my god! <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. And just as a mem- a reminder to uh, all of our listeners out there, <laughs> we're talking about Raymar's Hollow in uh, rural Pennsylvania where old man Ray Meyer was murdered in cold blood on Thanksgiving night in 1928. Rural? Rural. Rural. Was there a problem? That's, that's one of the words I like to make fun of you for. That's it. That's the only word I can make fun of you for. You can make fun of me for whatever you want, Mel. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and just kill him with kindness. Feel free to just jump in, Dad. We're just... <laughs> Monologue. Well, another funny story about that guy. He'd yeah. go spotting for deer. Yeah. And uh, he would get that drunk. We would have to drive home like 12 years old. <laughs> like oh, on the dirt funny. roads. Driving drunk at 12 years old? <laughs> no, no. His dad was drunk. Oh. So we'd be spotting. You know, I don't know if. I don't think you can spotting? spot out here. It's Spotting illegal. for deer. Spotting for deer is illegal. Here it is, yeah. But you don't shoot at them. Yeah, you can't even have the spotlight. That's so effed. Huh. I love that. I'm sad. But it was great. I'm I mean, he gets that. How you feel about it? 
What uh, spot and for beer? Yeah. Are you saying? I just I couldn't tell if you. We did it all the time growing up. Okay. So yeah. Like I don't see I any problem tell. with it. I'm I'm perplexed. I look this way because I'm trying to imagine why it's illegal. Are people well, more prone I think to poaching? Because people are too much of bastards to be trusted. Yeah. I think. I think in Pennsylvania is like one of the only states it's legal anymore. Oh fuck yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's legal where I live now. That's so weird. We did it all the time as a kid. Anyway. It's it's a good time. It is a good I time. never got drunk, though, so that's a bonus. <laughs> it is a bonus. Father of the Year <laughs> award. <laughs> In my experience, uh, having a deer spotlight on top of your truck is something that is probably going to get left alone <sighs> unless you're in some situation where the cops are irritated at you for whatever reason, and then they can decide to care about it. Oh, you want another funny story about spotlights? Yes. We used to, uh, there used to be a spot on the dirt roads where people used to park. You know what happens when you park, right? Yeah, Dad, we're both married women. I know. So we're worldly. (laughs) You're talking about necking. Yeah, well, we would take our our vehicles and like come from both ends and me and my friends and we try to spotlight on them. Pretend we're the cops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you little hood rats. <laughs> Good times. Snap. Well, I I used to work for a gentleman and they were snowmobiling in in the holler. And they said they stopped. I can't remember what happened. They were adjusting something in one of the snowmobiles. And I guess it was like a whole group of them. So then one of the people, it was getting like dusk and they saw these red eyes. So they all panicked. They jumped on a snowmobile and they started, the snowmobiles and started hauling butt out of there. And I guess the, the guy on the end of the line was the guy I worked for. So he turned around and he said he saw this big black dog with red eyes chasing him. He said it took us like a swat at the snowmobile then he didn't feel nothing so i guess they just kept booking it back to their to their farm yeah you know he's telling me the story and i was probably only 16 or 17 and i'm you know i called bullshit yeah so then he took me out and showed me the snowmobile and on the back of it, it was an old yamaha it had like the big seat the, this whole seat cover wrapped around the top the back of the seat no exactly there was like, what you mean there was like three big slashes on the back of that seat cover. And he swears up and down that they came from that dog. Whoa. <laughs> oh, so, I love that story. It sounds to me like a Mothman encounter. You think that was I don't so know. Funny. I mean, and yeah, he wasn't, I think it sounds like it. And I in mean, it would, Hollow. it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, it would kind of make sense if it's part of this Bermuda Triangle you know i think it was a hellhound you know you think it was a hellhound i think it was a hellhound for sure for sure for sure what's a hellhound well i mean a hellhound in my knowledge now i'm afraid i'm gonna get it wrong is just a black a black dog from hell i mean they just tend to be like bad spirits there's they're urban legend type things that's what i mean is like demon alien ghost demon Okay, so in my view of the world, anything on that side of the veil, I don't judge them by, like, what they are. So I just think it's spiritual. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try to, like, be like, it's a demon because I think that's dumb Um, because that's a Christian concept. Where are you going with this? And the other story, like, (laughs) they said is if you drive down, I think it's, like, real, real early in the morning, you drive by the house and there's always a, a candle lit. You always see, like, candlelight in the windows. Well, and they have, like, those little light-up candles in the windows still today. It's kind of spooky. We had a weird we had a weird time when we when uh, Mel took me down there. Uh, it, it was crazy. There's only, like, one road going around, but somehow we, like, went in a circle and, like, ended up where we started without ever actually having really made a loop. Yeah. And it's like there were turns somehow. Uh, it was crazy. And then when we, we it's like at, at every turn, something was trying to stop us from getting deeper in. 
Because yeah. then well, once we once we finally decided like we're not going to be fooled, we went as far as we could, and then the bridge is under construction. So yeah. then we couldn't go any further. Well, a fire company used to do haunted Halloween tours in Bly Myers Hollow, but they never went into Ray Myers Hollow. Interesting. Too scary. Yeah, you went on a ride. You don't remember? Was that the one? The Bly horrible... Bly Meyer was the murdering rascal. Yes. Was this Yeah, because the... they converge. They used... There used to be a parking lot down there where people would take their horse trailers to ride. Yeah. There used to be a bunch of horse trails through there. They like the 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 hollows meet right there. Yeah. But, but they would never go in Raymire's Hollow. They always would go through Blymire's Hollow when the haunted hayride. Was that the one that was like safety themed and it wasn't scary at all? <laughs> I yeah, remember I mean I remember still feeling gypped about that and I think I was like five when it happened. <laughs> Do you remember that? I can't. I can't remember. It's it was been like so a long. free hayride you took us on. I remember specifically you talking to us on the way in the car, going, "This is free. We're just gonna go to it for fun." And I don't know who these people are or what this ride is. Like you admitted that. Because <laughs> it. Well, I can't remember that there. one. It was just you and me and stuff, and like. They would like you'd ride through a dark cornfield and then they'd like shine a spotlight on two guys doing a survival scenario. Like one guy didn't have a life jacket on and it was like how to put a life jacket on someone floating in the water. Like it's not scary. I think <laughs> that I think that was the one. Yeah, in rain like why would you have a haunted hollow? <laughs> why are you doing safety instructions? Well well no one would probably ride through Raymar's hollow. That's what I'm saying. They didn't even question it. They're like, no. Like they, you don't think uh, anybody would go if it was held there. I don't think so. I mean, it's so everyone's everyone, afraid of it, huh? Yeah, every no one. It's I. I know guys. That's like some of the best deer hunting, and that's it's a. Uh, I can't remember the name of the county park, but I know guys that wouldn't hunt uh, there because Spring of that. Valley. Spring, Spring Valley. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't deer hunt there? Yeah, because they don't want to go in there when it's dark. Oh, I love that. You know, I have always said, especially about Missing 411, but about other paranormal stuff too, that I will always trust hunters about what they see or feel in the forest. Because I just think like the type of people who are hunting are in, are in the woods, in the dark, in the light, all hours of the day, a lot. And they tend to have valuable experience i don't know it also i'm just now realizing that i grew up around a bunch of old men who were also hunters so maybe i'm just biased <laughs> yeah maybe maybe not that you were old but all your friends at the league were <laughs> yeah i know will you tell it will you tell sure okay yeah okay yeah so we are going to do this ride on the big blue peddler we're all squeezed in my dad's charger I'm in the back with my mom, and I think Andy. No, Andy rode with his parents. Okay, sorry. It's just us in the back. Me and my mom, Stella's up front, Dad's driving, and uh, two great things happened. First, <laughs> uh, Stella's kind of making fun of Dad about his car. She's like, oh, it doesn't really have any pickup. Oh, it seems a little weak. <laughs> and so Dad turned around in the cul-de-sac and, like, hauled ass and burned out down the road. And Stella was like, oh, <laughs> because right before he burned out, she was like, do you want to hear my impression of a charger doing a burnout? <laughs> It was perfect. It was the equivalent of uh, Ricky being like, hey, Randy, where'd all this smoke come from? Smoke come from? <laughs> and then... What uh, smoke? And then, yeah, and then the next day, I think uh, Stell opened up like an energy drink in the back seat of the charger. And my dad just looked at her. It was a deathly glare. And like she shrank. And he was like, did you just open a beer in my car? She's like... It's an energy drink. <laughs> if looks could kill. Oh my gosh, it was so, so funny. From then on, I knew I'd had the full dad experience. So <laughs> I've called you dad ever since. Love it. I don't like drinking and driving. 
Well, I mean, no one does. No one does. That is not <laughs> Agreed. Cool. No one does. Sometimes not we just sit around about. and talk about how mad that makes us. That oh, we were. We that. just talked about this exactly. half an hour ago because mm-hmm. someone made a comment to us and we were like, that's not cool. It's not funny either. It's not funny to joke about. No. Uh, I'm trying to think of any more like lore about Ray Myers Hollow. Uh, do you remember the time we went with uh, aunt and uncle? I can't say their names. and That sounds so weird. But you know how your sister. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we went at night, and looking back at it, I'm kind of appalled. But uh, we drove the Jeep we were in, the Jeep Cherokee that I eventually owned for like years of my life. We drove it through the creek at Raymar's Hollow. Like my uncle just like drove off the road, destroyed <laughs> the creek to, <laughs> to drive through it. That's but that was best. a fun time, yeah, for us. And then we, uh, my aunt was kind of into paranormal stuff and. We did some like ghost hunting. I remember we pulled up next to a pond or something and there was like a turn or like a circle of gravel for you to pull around. And we were out by the shore taking pictures. And I remember we took pictures and there was like a bunch of orbs or bugs in the picture. But we were really like excited and spooked out. But two black cars uh, pulled us like blocked us in, pulled up behind each side of our Jeep. And like uh, these un- these guys, like these cops in not in uniforms, just got out and were like, what's your business here? Huh? We thought we were about to be, like, murdered and thrown in the back of a van. And then they were like, oh, this is private property. We're state police. <laughs> like, where do you get off? It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were just men in black. It doesn't sound like they were at all. You're la- you're looking at me so spooky right I'm now. I'm so spooked right now. <laughs> I'm like, thank God they let you keep your memories of the encounter. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember their faces at all. I do not have any other memories other than watching their cars pull up and block us in and then being terrified. And then I vaguely remember my aunt and uncle being like, okay, we'll be fine. We'll leave. And we just got in the car and kind of drove out. You know, since we hit um, Ray Myers Hollow at the same time, the, the same trip that we went to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, like, I wonder if it would be difficult, like, if it would be possible to find out if there's, like, ley lines near those places. Oh, I think that the Susquehanna has a bunch of huge ley lines. Have you heard that, Dad? And then there's also, like, the Appalachian region in general, too, right? Yeah. Well, it's probably why there's so many Indian things down there, too. Yeah, because that's how it's supposed to work, right? Like, their ancient roads traveled. I'm not totally up on the ley line theory. I'm not either, but it's just something interesting. And whenever I can bring in like something else like yeah. that, it's like let's stack as many things. We should. This I want to do can. a whole episode about ley lights. Yeah, I I would really be interested in that too. That sounds awesome. Let's take a bookmark for that. The hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've put a pen in that. Exactly. But then I also think we could talk about like ley lines, cave systems, missing four one one. UFO right. sightings and like layer all those on top of each other and just see like if there's any super clusters like yeah like I would love to just do giant mash episodes like three hour long episodes that'd be awesome oh. but almost like a, a potpourri question. show huh yeah exactly potpourri potpourri I love it tune in to PBS it's Friday <laughs> um, Dad I want to ask you a question yes do you think what what do you think causes whatever is happening in Raymire's Hollow? Do you think it's because of Raymire or there's something else going on? I just think it's because of Raymire. I mean, there's no other, you know, reason for people to be afraid or, you know, go down there. I mean, it's, it's crying shame because they used to have, actually used to be a rifle range down there. And they had to shut it down because people were going down there and hanging out, you know, I mean, trying to drive around at night. And yeah, I think that's why they redid all the roads down there, too. Because there used to be a crap ton more roads down there. I remember as a kid, it felt like a vast, like very vast. And when we went back, I was surprised that there was only one road. So I'm glad that you're telling me that they closed roads because I thought I was insane when we went to visit. No, they closed a bunch of them down. Yeah. They tore a bunch of, I think, because there's only like two people to live down in there. And what? I think they they died or whatever, because there, there used to be a huge house when you first went in there, on the left. Yeah. 
but that's gone now because you can't even get in that way anymore. Yeah, that's what the road we were trying to find. Yeah, So maybe it's not it there. was just... It's gone. Oh, okay. Well, that make up a little for it. The road was gone that we were trying to find. Yeah. I, I was just... My mind was wandering away. No, I think... No, I was so engrossed in what you guys were saying that No, I I actually totally got just lost. thought you were pointing to something on the wall. I was like, is This there a cool means... bug? This means that my mind wandered. I did the little bunny. Oh, you're That's good. the bunny running away with my thoughts. I love it. <laughs> it's what that represents. <laughs> A little bunny <sighs> running away. uh, so do you think that Raymeyer was just like such a dark witch that he opened some kind of like <laughs> portal? I want to think that maybe the veil is just thin there. and maybe both like maybe they called to each other like maybe that place called to him and he called to that he led himself to that place maybe that's not a coincidence It seemed like he was I mean, working on something down in that basement. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's really, it's really secluded. You can really do anything up there. Yeah, I wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially back then. I was going to ask, why is this house still standing? Like, did his, his descendants owned it, right? See, I thought his house. Oh. I thought his house burnt down. Well, they That's tried what I was to told. burn Like, it, and then like, it really only got, like, a little bit charred. yeah, it actually didn't burn. Yeah, it wouldn't burn. Because Because they, I know for a long time, we, it sounded all the like kid, the whole crime scene was just still there. yeah. Like, everyone thought there was a, an old foundation up there, and everyone thought that was the house at one time. It changes. It depends who you talk to. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Some people say it's this house. Some people say it's the house at the bottom of the hill. And it's crazy. I think between the Google image search and the description given in Hex, like I'm pretty satisfied that that's the house, the one I am that we too. went to and saw. Well, and I remember reading online that they opened a museum in the house in like 2008 about the murder. And I so wish that I had known about this when I was 12. And that's exactly the look that it has. I mean, especially anybody that's been through 2020 would know, like, what a little historical museum that's shuttered looks like, because there's so many everywhere. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. so it, it has that look of having the, you know, it's been, it's got plywood over it, painted over, you know, the door, like everything perfectly preserved, but the doors nailed shut, Yeah. all the windows covered, you know. It's Yeah, very I don't know. creepy. I just Well, tell us more. Just talk about whatever you know, Dad. I want it to organically, talk about whatever I want. organically All right, I'll flow tell you. out of you. I think you guys are wrong about the aliens. Oh, okay. Go on. Uh, listen, is that okay? Oh, of course. Of course. You Just guys want are to explain. talking about the aliens saying, you know, there are different people, different, like whole different race, like a different worldly beings. Yeah. I think, are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing at Stella I'm over cracking here squaring her neck up. in preparation Oh, to yeah. square I'm up ready with to you. fight. Oh. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I think, now, this is going to go back to what you said, Stella. You said about how we have the technology for, uh, like, time travel, or we do, uh, we say the photons. Is that what you said? Um, in regards to time travel, Yeah. uh, it... Yeah, well, I, I was arguing that we were able to adjust the speed of light. Yes. So, Um, and, and it was, it's just an example of how you could do it in the small, like I'm talking about, it's possible to do it with a few light photons, but not necessarily that we've been able to do it in a big way, but just that the small can represent the larger possibility. So what I think is like all the aliens are us coming back. Now, let's say a thousand years from now, We figure out the technology and we come back because we need something. Well, that's what I think. I, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, we're probably all going to be wrong. You know what I mean? The more I think about it, it's just like religion, you know, we're going to get to heaven wherever we go. And it's going to be that crazy guy at the airport 
who's <laughs> like, hey, you know, follow me. I know what I'm doing. And we're all going to be like, oh, we're so wrong. I've got a question for you. Yes. Like, so what do you think happens? Like, okay, so it's people coming from the future to the past. Like, what do you think happens when they change something? Like, what happens uh, after that? Uh, I, that's what I don't know. I don't understand why they're coming back unless, you know, something in the future is wrong. You know oh. what I mean? Let's say we've gotten to the point where our DNA is all messed up. So we're trying to get pieces that kind of fix what's messed up in the future, mm. you know, and take back with us. So you think they're like farming for material? Yeah, is what I think. Makes sense. Have you heard the story of John Teeter, the time traveler? Uh, it's a really great story. This guy showed up on a bunch of really early internet forums in the early or the late 90s and claimed to be a time traveler from the year like Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, and he said he was coming back because he, there was a piece in this IBM early computer that was like the key to their, like the world was dystopian, you know, it was, um, and we needed that to fuel some of their technology or something. And he like, did some descriptions, you know, he either was like a physicist or knew what he was talking about. He said that he came back in a, like a 1969 uh, Stingray Corvette or something. Like it was like a real slick <laughs> of car. Course, yeah. <laughs> Naturally. But I'd believe it. I do think that it's really possible that aliens could be. I mean, us. it's just like that guy. This is before, even before any of our time, there was that guy who was, I think I in Congress, about. Oh, okay. after World War II, did you, did you read about that guy? I wish I could remember his name. No. But he was like their liaison for like special technology. And the rumor is that he was an alien oh. or he was someone from the future helping our government. Because you remember right after World War II, we just went crazy with oh, like, okay. you know, rockets yeah, and economic You know, boom. all that stuff. Supposedly, this guy was, like, the guy who gave, uh, Van, oh, what was that, the rocket guy? Van, uh, he was a German guy. <laughs> oh, you're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. I know nothing about rocket history. I'm thinking of the story of the man from Torred. Torred? I don't know. Uh, guy, 1950s? I'm sorry if I butcher all the details, but the gist no, of the it's story just, um, is like he shows yeah. up in customs, like he shows up like in Germany in customs or something, and he was like his uh, passport was real, and it was from a country called Torred. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah. yeah, like he was just very confused, and he ended up getting taken to. I think he was in Japan, maybe right when this happened. Like he had just arrived, to, arrived there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kept him in a hotel, like, for two days while they figured out what to do with him, and he was just disappeared, like, yeah. out of the hotel room that was under, like, guard. I huh. firmly believe that we And he was just can... very confused. Sorry. That's okay. I really do believe that we can time travel sometimes just by accident. I think that, like, the nature of our dimensions being so close and the you know the line between them being so thin there's a great story too of a french couple who vacation in the french countryside and they're driving they get to this tiny little town and they stay at this really quaint b&b that's like you know period living they're like oh everyone here is acting like it's last century this is so cool and when they try to pay like they won't take their their modern money like or their credit card they've never heard of it and, like, everything is really weird and historical. And then they leave and they try to go back and the town doesn't exist. And it's not there. And they just come to the conclusion that they must have traveled back into a time. You know, I mean, it's so odd, but I believe it. Yeah, we never know. That's the problem. I don't think it's our the problem. I think our it's the beauty. Our existence is so finite, we don't even bother with it. Oh, yeah, we're ants in the long span. But that makes me feel good about not being yeah, productive every relief. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, just remember, 
you're not important and your life ultimately doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something you can tell your kids. <laughs> I sent you that meme the other day, right? Of that dad who was like, it's like other kids are like, aliens don't exist right and the parents are like yeah you're right and, and it was like me as a parent it's like they're already here they're interdimensional they're among us they never sent it to me oh i gotta find that meme it was so funny we should put that on instagram we should put that on our Instagram. and people should really follow us on instagram it's um at everything under the moon podcast and i like to post interesting, fun, and funny little things all the time. So join me so I don't feel lonely. <laughs> you don't feel lonely. Yeah. How many followers do you guys have now? Like 18. Nice. We love each and every single one of them. Yeah, we're getting up there in the numbers. <laughs> it's a nice, it's an uphill climb, but I'm okay. Like, I love doing it, and... I hope one day people start to notice. It seems like sometimes you'll do it for years before anything happens, and maybe nothing will ever happen. Yeah, but it is. You just gotta get get someone. It's got to start a feud with someone famous. Oh, that's what you gotta do. Start dissing. That's why I do sometimes try to get Mel in trouble. I do this all the time. I'll be like, "So, are you gonna come on record and <laughs> state right now?" And like I'll just try to back her into like having to make just a definitive statement just to hope that it stirs up some shit. So that I have to take the shit? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a good idea and we need to do it. I just don't want to do it well, myself. Well, I already roasted David Polites. <laughs> yeah, so. we got him. And Carol Rainey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be more to come. But I don't want them to know because I actually do like both of them. <laughs> I don't want them to get the idea that I don't. You don't roast someone without like liking them a little bit because you're admitting True. energy on them. You're like, I, yeah, oh, but... I've taken in all this content that you've released, and now this is what I think. Yeah. Just tell them you're wrong. <laughs> Love it. There's Just... the confidence I learned. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> oh Well, Dad, do you have any other spooky stories you want to tell or cool memories of... Pennsylvania Dutch well, stuff. I don't know. I'll figure I'll save my ghost stories for another episode. Oh. Well, the black dog thing, that is something I've heard. Um, like, I've read it many different places in, in different collections of, like, spooky tales. And from truck drivers over the years, uh, I've heard stories about the black dog and that it's like a warning that your death is coming really soon. And it's like... Uh, considered your last warning to pull over and go to bed for the night before something happens and that they're often seen as a harbinger of disaster. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. I've never seen one. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, if you had... See, I was just... This actually was kind of serendipitous. The other day on the way to work, I was listening to Graveyard Tales they did an episode about dogs and dog omens. And they really? talked a little bit about hellhounds and the red dog myth. And the red dog myth goes way back to England and Ireland. The red-eyed dog? Yeah, the red-eyed dog. Or I'm just Sorry. Check, just making yeah, sure. not Clifford, gotcha. the big red okay. dog. <laughs> <laughs> the, the black dog with the red eyes. Okay. Um, and they said that uh, the black dog... What the fuck was I talking about? I lost it. I totally lost it when I laughed. You're talking about Graveyard Tales? Oh, well, yeah, I was watching, and they were just talking about all these legends. And there were a bunch of black dogs interacting with people, and they all meant different things. Like, each culture has its own, you know, like, sometimes the black dog is an omen of death. Sometimes the black dog is an omen of, you know, you're actually going to get home safe. Like, if women and children see the black dog in uh, Central American countries, this is a legend, I say with Uh quotes. Uh, if a woman and child sees a black dog on their way home, it means that they will have a safe passage. And if a man sees them on his way home to his family, it means that he will find them at home safe. So they're a protector of women and children nice. in some places. Nice. In other places, they are literally like the devil's hunting dogs coming to tear apart your flesh. <laughs> the reason why I said Mothman is because... 
it is the basic, like, you know, the basic description of Mothman is, like, big black creature with red eyes. Mm -hmm. And so, like, with those two features, I feel like it's just always possible. And given their relative proximity to each other, Mm -hmm. that they're part of the same Appalachian region. Yeah. And I... uh... Is there any evidence that this could be a Sam's Squanch? I mean, red eyes. Isn't glowing red eyes a Bigfoot thing, Dad? Oh, they say it's the shine. They say, like, your, you know, your eye shine on animals is usually white. But they say the eye shine on Bigfoots are red. I don't know why they say that, but that's what they say. Okay, so... They got the red eyes down because here's the thing. And that story, let's break it down a little bit. The guy only the guy on the snowmobile who's being chased. He only really gets a glimpse of this dog as it's chasing him. Right. I mean, he's hauling ass away. Yes. It's probably, I mean, it might be plausible. He didn't see a dog. He could have seen a Mothman or Bigfoot or like something else. I don't know. I wonder like if it is. So let's say it's a Bigfoot. Then does it have nothing to do with Ray Meyer at all? Is it just a coincidence then, the the activity? I mean, I love your theory about ley lines because that would tie all this up in a neat little bow. I'm curious. You know I'm that maybe if there's a cave system nearby. That would even be. Oh, like, do you know of any caves, Dad? Uh, in in the holler, not that I know of. I know. No, because all the mining they did down there was like strip mining back in the day. We'd be talking about natural features anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, think. Uh, I can't think of any. I could. It would totally make sense if the veil was thin. That like. Yeah. A really strong ass witch. Would well, I mean, I like, was gonna tie I into. Gotta go. Yes. Like, oh, true. That he might have just found strength in that place calm. of. Yeah place on the earth maybe we... like his little basement laboratory maybe it was just like a tap mm. you know just like tap that magic well i like it he was just pulling up you know hellfire and damnation with every bucket <laughs> i mean you never know because that was probably a hand dug basement you never know what they found yeah yeah i mean do you think i i think that there leaves this possibility that there is some unspoken of gold and he didn't trust anybody enough to even write it down. I wonder too, in all of the writing in the book of the investigation and the crime, they never, ever, ever say if they went in the basement. No one ever goes in the basement. Exactly. It's like not talked about. Yeah. Like they, that's where that he, they know he practiced and they just didn't go down there. And I want to know so bad what was down there? <laughs> the omission of it from the story is very glaring. Yeah. Sorry, I just smacked my microphone. It's, okay. <laughs> it's a weird sound. But, like, it, it's just, it's lack of discussion makes it very intriguing. No one says anything about it except that that might be where what they need is. Yeah. I don't get it. You could tell they were afraid of it. Oh, Yeah. They were terrified of it. It's like they didn't even want to acknowledge that it existed. They weren't willing. They would rather kill the man than go down in that basement and see if the book was there. I, oh, God, that's so true. What do you think, Dad? You think everyone is terrified of it? Well, you guess you said that, but. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I just think, I mean, it's been so long since I read the book. I mean, I told you the wrong story from the beginning about the owl. No, but I love yeah. that because that, I mean, it it plays so well. And that's what I think about this legend in general is that he was just a witch with dark forces. And so, yeah, he could, you know, he might have transformed into an owl and f- flew through that hollow as a disgruntled spirit. And then someone saw that and that's where you got your story from. Like, we don't know. That just... It just goes to show like how, you know, legends and myth are all passed down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One person sees one thing and next thing you know, oh my God, it's, you know, 
it's a 20 foot snake or whatever. It's a big foot. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Ray Myers hollow, but we had an interesting experience. Did I tell you what happened to us while we were down there, dad? I don't know if I've actually told you yet. Uh, uh, I don't think you did. Well, we went and saw the house and we walked around and then at the end, uh, we decided to leave an offering, kind of like a spiritual thing of like some mm-hmm. food and drink for Raymar's spirit, you know, as like a, you know, rest in peace type of offering. Some dates and some soda, if I remember Yeah, it was correctly. dates and like grape soda, I think. And oh, yeah. Nothing but the best, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our rental car was parked about 100 yards away and... It was off. The doors were shut. Everything was fine. And we say this like little mini prayer and we look at each other. And I think I got like half a word out or one of us got half a word out, but we were interrupted by this sound that very much sounded like a man screaming in the forest very far away. Um, And it was very scary. And uh, my immediate thought was that someone had turned up the radio in our rental car. That's exactly what it sounded like, too. It sounded like somebody was coming through and they quickly turned the radio up and then turned it off because it, like, blasted yeah. them out. But there was no one around. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I don't like it right now. It's okay. Keep talking. <laughs> and those strange men that just, like, walked up to the bridge and watched us while we pulled out in a way. What was that? Like, once we, after we went to the house, we went down to the unfinished bridge. And we, like, went as far as we could, and then we stopped by the bridge and the creek, and we just hung out there and listened to the sounds of nature for a while, just kind of, like, soak it in. And then you saw something shiny in the forest, and (laughs) it was up a steep hill, and you were like, I really, really have to go see what that is, but you have to watch me. I was like, oh, no, this is point of separation right here. I Yeah, I was very concerned about becoming a missing 411 person, and I apologize. I'm getting very stuffy right now. Well, we're glad that you decided to soldier through tonight, even though you were feeling the allergies. Well, some, yeah, so either I have allergies or some kid at work may be really sick, but, uh... Yeah, sorry, ignore me. But yeah, I do remember those two guys now. It was like a dad and a younger guy, like a son maybe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were like just getting in the car. And we actually, we took a bunch of rocks from the creek. So I'm pretty sure we were like putting our rocks in the back seat when they yeah. pulled up. And we were like, oh, the bridge is closed. And they were like, oh, okay. And they like parked and then walked across the bridge, right? And just I walked down the road. I don't remember these guys that you're talking about. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I, the only people I remember running into were the two guys that walked up to the bridge. That's what that I'm saying. looked like they were doing construction. No, they weren't construction workers. They were just dudes, remember? Oh, I assumed that they had something to do with the bridge and that they were coming to check on it. Oh my gosh. It's so weird that I'm, mis- that I'm now questioning my remembrance because i'm pretty sure it was like a young i'm pretty sure they had fishing poles or like binoculars or something i'm gonna go with burly construction i vividly remember (laughs) them being like tourists of some kind (laughs) what maybe they're doing the same thing you were (laughs) maybe i don't know but i know that we had a weird time down there and i very much had this feeling the whole time of like just wanting to walk off into the forest to never come back which is kind of like a a, a fun Something adrenaline that, feeling for me, but it is know, terrifying. You know. That's all. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know that feeling, you know that feeling. Do you know that, Dad? What's that? Do you ever sometimes like you're in the woods, and this like deep part inside of you is just like just walk off into the forest and never come back. Just keep going deeper. Nah, that's never <laughs> happened to me. All right. Well, you don't get it, but that's fine. Well, it's just like. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But anyway, I guess I mean, I've been a lot of places where I never wanted story. to come out. What'd you say? I've been a lot of places where it's that pretty you never want to leave. It's a little bit like that, yeah. Except it's like compelling. It's like but it's you like have to. it's like there's a magnet in the center of the earth, and I'm being drawn towards a magnet that someone keeps moving like I'm a cat. That's how it feels. <laughs> feels I like mean, my goddess like is pulling me through the forest. <laughs> But yeah, I kept uh, I kept uh, looking up the creek at this one bend 
And I remember just thinking how scenic that one bend in the creek took. And I was like, Stella, let's just go up the creek more. And I shoot, you said something to the effect of like, we can't leave our car. Like we might never come back. Like it's so spooky down there and it looks so thick and wild. And the thing is, like you told me, I need, you need to keep eye t- contact with me. Like you need to keep your eyes on me at all times. Yeah. Okay. So like I was trying to take it seriously too. But I kept finding that my mind was wandering off and I was fighting so hard. Like, I know yeah. at least three times I turned my back on you for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And you didn't notice, thankfully. <laughs> but like. Well, now I know. Yeah, no, now you know. Which, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was my fault because I knew like I didn't want you to disappear and I didn't want anything yeah. to happen to you. And it was really important to me, yet I still couldn't focus on it. Yeah. Well, it's a spooky place. It's a spooky What's, place. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I don't know. I never really, only time I ever spent down there was when I was stocking fish and fishing. Never really went down on my own. Yeah, it's just kind of like a black cloud that hangs over the whole place. And it feels like you're going down a corkscrew kind of like it's getting twistier and darker and lower well it is yeah like it's like you're it's like you're going yeah nightmare corkscrew i think it's a little bit of both i think you know of course you know how the people in that state are they try to cover everything up so when it happened they're like oh yeah you know we don't believe in that stuff but yet every like every amish barney drive-by has a hex sign on it yeah, we didn't. What I was going to mention like? that in the episode. It's a, it's a, a circular symbol with two kind of stylized, uh, animated, not animated, but drawn two D birds on them, and it's a Pennsylvania Dutch like talisman basically to protect your farm from hexes. I love it. That's amazing. And people. Still I know some of them have suns on. You know, but I guess, I guess back in the day they actually believed them. You know, they used to believe in it alone. I mean, the Amish probably still to believe in it. You know, you never know with them. <laughs> Did you? Oh, where ever... would it be to have like an Amish witch? <laughs> I'd bet they exist. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, for every, you know, devout Amish woman, there's got to be a most non-devout Amish woman, right? Like the pendulum has to swing. True. Who knows? People are complex and nuanced. Yeah. I forget sometimes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Dad. We're so happy to have no you problem. for the first interview. Uh, and to many, here's to many more. Say, so, hopefully I'm the first of like many people to come on and give their little opinion on, you know, the trivial stuff in our life. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly yeah. what we're about. Do you have any advice for us or, or the listeners or everybody before you go? Uh, the only thing I can say is don't sweat the small stuff. I That's all it. I can say. It's good to remember. Love it. Short and sweet. Thanks. I'm not really that much of a deep thought guy. <laughs> oh, that was so deep. Don't don't get yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love you, Dad. I'll Thanks, text you. Dad. We love you. Uh, I love you girls too. I guess uh I guess I'll wait to hear this air and then I can play it for all my friends to say I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell them that we have a huge following and this was like live streamed and all around the world. Instagram. They should really join our Instagram. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get some headshots made up so I can start signing them and handing them out a while. Yes. <laughs> With our business Fantastic. card attached. <laughs> business cards coming soon. Yes. Yes. All right. Love you, Dad. Love you, ladies. Bye. 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 Wow, Ray Myers Hollow, Mel. Oh, well, yeah. What about it? <laughs> I know so. that um, as I like, if I get a chance to go through that area again, or if I get to like trick you into taking me home to a family holiday, love it. Um, I'd really like to stop by again, and I also will be curious and. As we go on to investigate other phenomena in other areas, I'm always going to keep Ray Myers Hollow as um, a place in mind when I look at clusters of any of the kind of things that we like to look into and investigate. So I'll just be interested to find out if there's a cave system nearby. Mm. 
Um, and if there's other any other um, supernatural occurrences there of a different sort, because yeah. the people that are interested in the murder and the hexery might ha- might be totally different than somebody that might have, you know, had an experience they can't explain. I think it's worth it going forward to try and contact park people and see if we can come back at night and do something with, you know, set up recorders and see what we can find. Maybe we'll get Bigfoot evidence. Maybe we'll get ghost evidence. It would be so cool to go back at night. I just remembered that the park does close after dark. Yeah, And so one of the things that we talked about was getting special permission uh, to possibly stay overnight for some sort of legitimate academic research purpose um it never hurts to ask yeah exactly and i think that's like one of those cool things that i would like to share with other people is if you have some kind of idea and maybe it's not strictly within the rules like there's always an option to just ask the worst that you'll be told is no and anytime you go on a trip to a new place and you're out in the forest stop by the ranger station Mm -hmm. And talk to those people in there because they have a lot of maps and information and like a whole plethora of knowledge and passion about the area and the environment and no one to share it with. So that can be the best way to get some firsthand information and um, maybe even go some places off the beaten path or find out about things that aren't directly in like the touristy areas that are usually pretty homogenized and kind of lame. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think that Raymar's Hollow is kind of just like a park in terms of like land no one can touch. But we'll have to see. I know what park it is. So, What do you think in terms of what's going on there? I, I'll give my conclusions. I think what's going on at Raymar's Hollow could very well be a leftover of some of the dark magic he was practicing there. And I don't like to categorize magic as like light and dark usually because I don't think that duality is necessarily the way it works um but I do think that by taking money to curse other people I do think that that is dark (laughs) you know and that doesn't bring like a, a light happy energy and I think he just I think he just laid down a ton of dark energy all over the place and who knows what our brains do with that dark energy maybe they conjure up Black dogs or Bigfoots. I like to call that baneful magic. Mm. So that's what I would call that. Um, I just wonder, and what I feel like we've been building towards, like I'm trying to create this umbrella catch-all conspiracy theory to end all conspiracy theories, like something that just ties in as many things as possible mm-hmm. and maybe only makes sense to me. But I'm one of those people that really likes, like, post-its and uh, yarn and thumbtacks (laughs) on boards and, like, making those kind of connections. But um, I am inching closer and closer every day to a unified theory of UFOs, hauntings, and Bigfoot. Have you read the theory or looked into the theory of everything? I haven't. It's, It's basically that, that, like, ties everything together. by describing different dimensions, I think, and how particles move between dimensions. That's like the best layman's explanation I can give, but that's not all of it. But I think you'd like it. I think that you could pull parts out of it. uh, Yeah, I'll have to look into it and see what they say. We can do a show on it. I just wonder, because there does seem to be a lot of overlap in in certain areas. And I think also it leads into, uh, you know, something that you're getting interested in right now, which is ley lines. And maybe you'll have something for us about that in the future someday. Yes. Uh, maybe two weeks, maybe two weeks, maybe three. Uh, I'll be in Alaska then too. Yeah. Stell's taking a one month, amazing vacation to Alaska. And, uh, so we're going to try and get some shows in the bank to go out before she leaves. Or else we'll have to do them remote, which won't be too bad. But hopefully I'll be going too, but we'll see. I have a week to reset my classroom, so I got to get on it. I highly recommend that you go visit Ray Myers Hollow. Respect the park rules. Don't stay after dark. Don't drive where you're not supposed to drive. Leave no we, did, we did all of these things. Um, but go visit the house. It's really cool. And there's some really cool vibes there and some cool wildlife. 
they're wood, they were pileated woodpeckers there, guys. They're my favorite. Um, so yeah, highly recommend. And I want to say that, um, I guess I do, oh, I have more. Just okay. kidding. I want to say that I think, um, Hex by Arthur Lewis is missing a lot of information, particularly really? a lot of information about what the police found in Raymer's home. You know, we never got what was in his basement. Lewis wrote this book in 1969. Mm-hmm. So I highly doubt that only, you know, barely 50 years, 40 years after this event, they were willing to, to give him all the information, right? Absolutely. Are they really not I mean, going to censor it? It was a, it was, it's a sore spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, For sure. like this is something it's still that, an open wound. Yeah. And they they absolutely wanted to shut this down and move it on like so quickly that the justice in the end is incredibly questionable, mm-hmm. really on all sides. Like, I, I have to wonder if justice was served to anyone yeah, uh, at any point, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if the real story will ever fully be remembered. Yeah. They're or definitely, if it was killed. I mean, I would have every reason to think that they would just try to close the book on this as soon as possible. From the moment that they came in and saw it till getting them charged and out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, and I doubt they will ever admit to how inept the whole thing probably yeah. was. But I bet if it happened today, somebody would be making a Netflix documentary about yes. it. Someone should make, we should make a documentary. Mind blown. And we'll uh, put it to you, rest once I just had an idea. I, you know, I want to think that if York County had embraced this trial and let witchcraft be the center of the trial as it should have been and let the justice be carried out that way, I almost think that it would have had the effect they wanted in increasing tourism to York County. Absolutely. And I think by crushing really... this trial mm-hmm. and subsequently like cracking down on witch doctors and, you know, all of these like Pennsylvania Dutch special things that people were coming to their county to see because that's their tourism is Pennsylvania Dutch stuff. It, I, it seems counterintuitive. And I can see how a bunch of old white men in 1928 would have thought absolutely not and put the hammer down, you know, and not considered the reality of it. I feel like, though, while that kind of makes sense to us in a sort of capitalist lens, Mm -hmm. I think that it's just really not true to the Pennsylvania Dutch as a people. And I can't really speak to them. Mm -hmm. It's just about, you know, it's just my opinion. But it seems to me that they're very insular, especially considering why they left in the first place. And so I just don't think they value that kind of stuff. Like, the, you know, they just would rather their world not be looked into too closely and just yeah. kind of be allowed to live the way that they want to live because they were driven out of their country or left because they yeah. considered living there to be untenable. Well, I don't know. I just, I, we have to know to figure this out. We'd have to know the, int- the intentions of all of those people who censored the information and I can't tell whether they wanted to do it because they, you know, that's what they wanted. They didn't want people looking in the world. I think that's obviously what Lewis thinks for sure. It's what he said. But I just want to believe that they really thought they would save their town's reputation no matter what. And I think that's like that saving their reputation was detrimental to their future just culturally. I mean, it. You know, because it didn't, I don't think it hurt anything. York is doing fine. Yeah, and they, but, they definitely, they didn't want to be a curiosity. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, God, I've, this is an amazing two-parter. Our first time. two-parter. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that we actually, like, completed. I love yes. It. Yeah, I am so proud of us. So check out our Facebook group, Everything Under the Moon fan page. Check out our Patreon at EUTM. Uh, podcast. Do you want to talk about YouTube? Um, yeah, you can visit our channel on YouTube at Everything Under the Moon Podcast. And if you have any ideas, of course, you can send us a comment there. Or you can email us at tellmelandstell at gmail.com. That's one L in Mel, two L's in Stell. Tellmelandstell at gmail.com. Um, you can send us an email and uh, suggest ideas, share stories with us. Um, 
you know, reach out to us if you have never been on a podcast before mm-hmm. and you think that you have something interesting to add, you yeah. know, we'll consider it. We'll we think about it. We are like, we're always around town together. And every time we meet a really chill person who's really cool, we give them a business card and we're like, hey, we love, we would love to have just regular people on our show with good stories because that's just what we are. And especially people who live in our town that we connect with. I think that's really special. So if you're in the con- central Kentucky area and you're down to chat with us, just send us an email. Please, no crazy people. I mean, I guess you can say that, but that's not going to stop the crazies. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that's, don't worry. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm open to crazy people. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'll filter it before, you know, just go ahead and love err it. on the side of emailing it to love me. It, love it, love it, We'll see what we get. And with that, thanks for listening to Everything Under the Moon. With Mel and Stell. Love it. <laughs>